Hello, everybody, and welcome to Negative 42 IQ. It's me, your host, Taylor Garrison, and today I'm talking about chicken because I'm really hungry. Woo! I put in some time and effort and three hours of Googling for this episode. So if you like it, show some support. Leave us a review on I um on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends, all that good stuff. So today I am going through um the history of KFC that I found. I scoured multiple Wikipedia pages and watched some commercials and news articles to get what I think is the complete KFC story. I'm really excited. Um, Before we start, I'd like to remind you guys that I'm human and I might mess up if I'm wrong, if there's some inaccuracies. Please tell me. I actually am like really, really entertained in the KFC history. And if there's anything you guys know that I don't, I really want to know. I want to be able to fix any mistake I make. Um, with that all out of the way, let's get right into it. September 24th, 1952. KFC was, um, the first, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken opened in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, it's weird. This is something I have to explain right away. Whenever I talk about this, this is the first thing people bring up. And there's a little bit of a misconception around this part. So I'm going to explain something. So um, Colonel Sanders did have a restaurant that was Kentucky Fried Chicken in Kentucky. But it wasn't Kentucky Fried Chicken. When he moved to Salt Lake City, it became Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um... He got some good sales, and in 1953, opened a new establishment of KFCs in Canada. Between 1953 and 1954, they made, um, they made, like, roadside restaurants. And now you can actually buy, like, lights, and, um, you can buy, like, lights and the matches and stuff they'd use. You can buy the lights and stuff they'd use inside the KFC um, for a lot of money. It's, it's really entertaining, actually. In 1955, um, the recipe was official, the, um, herbs and spices chicken recipe blend was copyrighted. Then, um, in 1956, six to eight, um, franchisees were given so a thing about a lot of fast food restaurants, like this is, um, the secret to their to McDonald's, KFCs, and I'm pretty sure Wendy's success, is they get more money from real estate. So basically, the big people in charge, give, restaurants to people who want money from the restaurants, but those people have to pay for that land, so um you're more real estateing off. KFC um, franchises. There were like eight franchisees, and one of them was Dave Thomas. Remember that guy? He's important. 
and really interesting. Um, so, uh, then uh, Sanders moved the company headquarters to Kentucky. So that way he could get better um, spices and pressure cookies. And he was able to cook um, pressure cookers and was able to um, advertise better about his uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken by being in Kentucky. At this point, I think it was really... I just think it's really funny that this guy um, was using Kentucky food, so he moved to Kentucky just so he could do that. And you're going to see that Colonel Sanders is a really interesting guy. Um, Between 1956 and 1957, the Finger Looking Good... Finger Looking Good was made the slogan of KFC by one of the franchisees. And in 1957... Um, someone accidentally bought extra, one of the franchisees bought extra chicken buckets, bought extra buckets, and they were like, what are we going to do with these? And sold chicken and some other things inside these buckets. And that became, (laughs) that became one of their big things. You can actually buy like old metal KFC buckets online for a good amount of money too. One of the franchisees, I'm not sure which one, um, which guy specifically, but one of the franchisees who was in charge of uh, KFC in 1958 splits into creating Pizza Hut. And you'll see this is not the first. This is not the first split into something famous. In 1960, jumping all ahead to 1960, um, uh, the company had 200 franchised restaurants between a couple of, between, I don't know the exact number of, like, people in charge. And um, it was doing pretty good at that point. At 19, in 1961, the big bucket signs, they used to spin. They were designed and drafted by um, someone in Roanoke in 19, um, then in... 1963 KFC has jumped from KFC has jumped from 200 to 600 franchises in just like 3 4 years. So they're doing really good at this point. But this is where things start changing. Um at this point to summarize Colonel Sanders um lived in Kentucky, made a restaurant, moved to Salt Lake, made Kentucky fried chicken. Did well made headquarters in K- in Kentucky again, um, started doing real estate with a couple people, including Dave Thomas, one of his franchisees, splits into Pizza Hut, and um, uh, he gets the finger-looking-good slogan, and also, um, this is the dawn of a lot of commercials. I'm not going to like list specific commercials in this episode. That's a bit more work than I feel like doing today. Because I'm plan- I'm getting ready to go on a big trip, so um tomorrow, so I can't do all the research. But I didn't. I just don't have time. But the research I did is good enough for this episode, I think. Um. So with the new uh with the revenue, he w- um was able to make over uh six hundred franchises. Then Sanders met. 
um, John Y. Brown Jr. And he was he was a salesman and he wanted to be part of KFC. And um, Colonel Sanders was old. And he, he was old. And he was just done with it. So, he sold. He sold it to them. For $2 million back then. That's $17 million now. Sanders sold his franchise for $17 million. He was rich at this point. He still had moral control, control though. But in 1966, um, one of John Y. Brown's um, co-runners, Macy, uh, was moving... Um, was moving the headquarters from Kentucky to Nashville, Tennessee. And this started some enragement from the colonel. Um, this is a quote, but I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because this is a family-friendly podcast. This ain't no gosh dang Tennessee fried chicken, no matter what some slick, silk-suited son of a gun says. Yeah, I did paraphrase. Um... Then he used his stocks that he held. He held like a million dollars of stock and convinced them to move back to... (laughs) He convinced them to move back to Kentucky. I thought this was really funny um, that he was so, like, he was so adamant about them staying in Kentucky that he used his stock power and he slandered them. Um, Then, uh, so... Dave Thomas, at this point, sells his franchises in stocks and uses that money to build a Wendy's. Dave Thomas, or, you know, Dave, um, from the guy from Wendy's, he has the red cream soda that's good. Yeah, that is, that guy worked. He got his fast food start from KFC. So we already see Pizza Hut. And Wendy's starting from KFC. Um, I thought that was funny. So, in 1970, a new chairman takes um, takes over KFC again. A new bot, new bot. Like it happened like five times in 1970. It was a huge thing. Um, and they lost profit. Uh, money went down like really bad. Money just whoosh crashed. And um. In 1972, they tried fixing it with extra, extra crispy sand, ex, extra crispy chicken. Gosh, and it did not do much for them. So to summarize, um, after Colonel Sanders ha- is rich and has all these franchises, um, he gets more rich by selling it because he's old and he's just getting done with it, and um. It's becoming something else. He uses the um, he uses the money to go into retirement. The new chairman is an idiot and uh, tries to move. The new chairman is an idiot and tries to move uh, the um, the base of operations basically. And Colonel Sanders goes on a rampage saying, no, I'm not doing that. That's not what we're doing. That's unacceptable. Um, 
Which is very fair. It's funny, though. It just made me laugh. Uh, ain't no Tennessee fried chicken. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, then, after they lost money and they tried to backfire with new crispy chicken. Uh, Colonel Sanders, at this point, is credited for saying some slandering things about this. Uh, about the new KFC. In, um, actually, in 1973, after KFC does Colonel... Well, it's not actually KFC yet. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it's kind of shortened to KFC. You'll see that later. Um, ribs. Uh, KFC makes ribs. It's nasty. They're awful. Sanders gets mad, opens a, a new restaurant, gets sued for using their chicken. So, in 1974 and 1975, Colonel Sanders gets them back by suing them for one of the commercials using a picture of his face that he did not authorize. He was still the, he was still the brand, and he was still in commercials and advertisements, but they used a, one picture without his permission... And he used that to sue them. He didn't care at first, but he decided he decided to care to get back at them for suing him for starting his own restaurant. Um, so Sanders actually wins the lawsuit competition, keeps his restaurant, and gets three million dollars. Yeah, three million more. Then in nineteen seventy six, um, Colonel Sanders continues to slander the KFC brand. Uh, it just. It's just kind of funny that he, like, he just doesn't even care. Um, 1977, and, uh, they get another new manager, and in 1978, the stores are just unprofitable. Like, they're just a bad investment. You can't, you can't work there. Like, the chicken's so bad at this point. The dough is awful. It's not crispy. Everything that was, like, good about KFC was just not. And, um, to make things worse, in 1980, Colonel Sanders died. So this feels to be, like, the death of KFC. And, believe it or not, it gets kind of worse. In 1983, somebody looking for some money and also the recipe, um, for, um, for the KFC, the KFC chicken recipe... Walks into a KFC and shoots and kills like 20 people, which was really bad and he was never caught. And it gets, and it still keeps getting bad because the following year, they make chicken nuggets. The cat, get out of here. They make, they make um, Kentucky chicken nuggets and those do um, not the best PepsiCo PepsiCo sees the potential in KFC still though if you can't tell Pepsi company it's the Pepsi company Um, so Pepsi sees the potential the spark of KFC and see what it once was and buys it for one billion dollars what? one billion dollars in today's money it's insane like, okay, let's recap, though. We're going to, um, basically, uh, from the beginning, Colonel Sanders um, 
Colonel Sanders opened in Salt Lake and Canada, um, made re- made roadside restaurants and copyrighted his recipe. Started getting big into franchising, and um, getting finger licking good, and other and slogans. The chicken bucket is born. Um, Pizza Hut and Wendy's are born as almost like offshoots from KFC. Uh, like they're not like partners at all, but they came from KFC. Um, Colonel Sanders meets John Y. Brown. Um, and he is respond and K- um Colonel Sanders sells the business to them, and the whole thing goes downhill. Colonel Sanders starts going on a rampage. Sanders makes his own um restaurant. He makes a diner. Does really well. He gets sued. So he sues them back for using unlicensed image of his face. And he um and he wins that lawsuit and gets a lot of money. Uh meanwhile the official KFC money's going down and there's a shooting for the KFC for the KFC um for the KFC uh recipe. After, um, so after the PepsiCo purchase, a KFC opens in China, which is one of the first Western K- um, restaurants to open in China, which was a big deal. Um, and in 1989, uh, one of the... Um, in 1989, one of the... The CEO that did the nuggets... the So the CEO who's really bad can't... Okay, um... <laughs> Don't make fried chicken chicken He like I think he like twice fried it. Like apparently it was really bad and the dough was awful. Like it was just like a glowy like it was worse than McDonald's nuggets. And I like those. It was worse than like Carl's Jr. nuggets. Which is not good. Um so um after so after uh, that guy leaves, he goes to Kraft Foods. Sound familiar? Do you have any idea what Kraft Foods does? You probably do. Because you probably ate Kraft, like, within the last week. Kraft Foods' biggest things, though, if you didn't know, um, the Kraft Foods is mostly, um, Kraft Foods mostly does... Uh, foods that you're familiar with, such as um, Kool-Aid and Heinz, like he's partners with Heinz, um, does mac and cheese, mayo, um, they have the American cheese, they have the Cool Whip, they have Jello, Jet Puffed, so yeah, all those foods, those are those all come, especially and certain brands of um, ketchup and stuff because Heinz. Yeah, after the Crafts guy leaves, uh, prices actually rise. But the new CEO's not any better. He introduces hot wings that were really disgusting and slimy. He introduces the popcorn chicken. That iteration of the popcorn chicken failed. The dough was really bad and it didn't taste good. He introduced the spicy zinger. That was the same line of the hot wings. It was bad. Rotisserie gold chickens, those were the worst of them. If and 
skinless chicken where the texture was awful and it made people throw up. It was, they were all awful. Um, so, you know what they need? Said they needed, they rebranded the name to officially be KFC, not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. But, you know what you need when your profits are declining in 1991? A breakfast menu. At this point, the, um, the sales from Asia are 37% of their entire revenue. But then they boom. Between 1993 and 1994, like the end of 1993, beginning of 1994, they boom, they become second only to McDonald's. Hold on, let's wrap our head around that. They keep dipping and dipping and dipping, have fail after fail after fail, and then become second only to McDonald's from what I found. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. But then it was good. Um, Novak then creates, the new manager creates crispy crispy strips and chicken pot pie, which are big staples. And um, things stabilized, and they got rid of their rotisserie gold because it was awful. PepsiCo creates a spinoff of KFC that's, like, still related. They still use the same recipes. It's really successful. And in return, the KFC restaurants used PepsiCo soda machines. Well, not soda machines yet, because it's 1998. Actually, yeah, soda machines probably. I don't know, I didn't live then. Um, then, in 1999, this is when things get weird. So make sure you understand everything up until 1999. If you don't, you're going to get lost. In 1999, a couple moved into a house and found Colonel Sanders' recipe scribbled out. And they get sued. They get sued for finding the recipe and um, telling people and cook and starting to try to cook it. Um, the KFC uh, people drop, the re- um, drop it and say, it's okay, none of the ingredients are right. But these people did find um, this recipe. And um, meanwhile, in 2002, the spinoff now has the official name as Yum Brands. Um, Yum Brands... Let me pull up what like they are specifically and what you may know them as. Yum Brands is um Okay Yum Brands owns uh Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC. So they re obtained Pizza Hut, who branched off, which is really funny to me. But they also get Taco Bell and KFC in US in the United States. Um, but they're separate th- from KFC in China. Um, and... So, Yum Brands is a big deal, and KFC is healing. So, um, this is where things start to get interesting. In... Um... So yeah, in 2003, um, KFC is attacked by PETA, though. PETA's trying to sue them for um, supposedly cruel ways of getting chicken. And then sales dip again in 2004 because they want to do their roasted chicken line, 
which was apparently really bad. I was born in 2005, so I never tried it. And the avian flu around then also scared people because chicken flu, eating chicken, that's pretty scary. You don't want to do that. This is where KFC's done, right? Like, they finally start healing, and then they're crashing, crashing, crashing. And the other yum brands, like Taco Bell, is booming at this time. I might do this for Taco Bell. If you want to, if you want me to do this for another restaurant or something, let me know. This was actually really fun, and if you want another fast food crash course, I would love to do the research if you tell me. Um, but um, in 2005, they counter all of it. With the snacker. The snacker is like a super small little chicken sandwich. And it's great. It's just a little guy. It's just a short little guy. It's a little fried chicken sandwich. Um, you take this little fried chicken sandwich with you. I'm pretty sure that KFC had a drive-thru. So you're driving home from work or to work or home from school or you have a lunch break. Hit by KFC. Cheap fried chicken sandwich. Throw it in your mouth. Two minutes maybe. Get a Pepsi. Back to work. Beautiful beautiful it saves sales four years later the rest of them are just ad campaigns in 2009 crushers are born those were so great from what i hear um they discontinued them but they were basically like a slushy frozen drink line and they were supposedly really good and they did good for sales then the double down in 2010 made its appearance it's a um, fried chicken sandwich with two chicken patties. Really, really good for KFC and really bad for your arteries because it like heart attack sandwich. And the fan favorite chicken little sandwich returns two years later in 2012. So, um, through all this, KFC's climbing up the stairs. Fell down the stairs a little bit with PETA. But it's going right back up the stairs because... Um, they're just they're just going strong with their KFC right now. You know? Um then in 2016, the couple's recipe that they found, they get a professional to cook it, and with slight alterations, it's indescu- it's apparently indistinguishable. They cooked them both side by side and ate them. People couldn't tell the difference, so they found the secret recipe. The one that people literally killed looking for. Was found by two people and a lot of effort. Some people doubt, like, it's actuality and have been working on their own, but we have no way to say for sure. But I believe this one. Then in 2017, a comic book series that started in 2015, um was finished. This is like the big start to the weird Colonel Sanders marketing campaigns. If you didn't know, um, this is why I actually started researching. KFC is known for its interesting marketing ideas. So in, um, in, uh, 27, so yeah, in 2017, the comic book series is complete and there's like into the Colonel verse pretty much but there's also, um, Green Lantern makes a cameo in KFC. They have an official, like, contract with DC to have, Cur- to have Green Lantern and Colonel Sanders work together in a comic book. And they did. Then, around this time also, for the Oculus, um, the big VR set in 2017. And Oculus is still great. I have Oculus too. 
It's beautiful. I use it a lot. Well, not actually a lot, but I like to use it. Um, an escape room was made. Uh, it's called The Hard Way, and you have to learn how to cook fried chicken right the hard way. I'm making hand quotation marks. Because if you mess up, Colonel Sanders will kill you. What? <laughs> huh? Okay. Skipping ahead a year to 2019. The KFC dating simulator, I love you. Colonel Sanders is released on Steam. This is a fan favorite marketing. Um, this is a fan favorite marketing like idea. This did re- this did really well actually. Um, it's not even it doesn't cost money. It's free, but people would play it. They go get KFC, come back, and bench play the game. Basically, it's a anime high school dating food cooking fighting game where you have to impress and fall in love with the hot teenage version of Colonel Sanders while fighting other guys um, who are buff and such uh, with their food and your cooking anime skills. I watched a little bit of it. I haven't played it yet. I might though. It's funny. It's just, it's just a vibe. It's just a creative way to advertise. Um... And in 2020, before everything shut down, uh, the movie Recipe of Seduction. Oh my gosh, what? It's like a Hispanic Colonel Sanders movie spy type film that was like weird. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. But also Crocs. Not any normal Crocs. These are like orange, yellowish, red. Like that kind of color. Um, Crocs with chicken, fried chicken pictures on it. That smell like fried chicken. What? And then any everyone knows of the 2021 KF console. Announced the beginning. Supposedly going to come out in the end. I don't know if it's not or if it is or not. The KF console is a gaming computer. Um, console thing that's supposed to run most video games and can cook chicken will keep chicken warm in the bottom most gaming consoles have fans at the top to expel hot air uh, but this fan goes into a little oven to cook chicken uh, keep fried chicken warm so there you go there's your 32 minute crash course on KFC history why did I do this I uh, know. Why did you listen to this? I don't know. But we had fun and it was great. And I'm so glad that you guys decided to listen. If you enjoyed, um, if you enjoyed, uh, thank you. Uh, leave us a review and tell people you know about this. Um, numbers is one of the best ways to help having people who enjoy it. And, uh, um, you can have really good content. I'm not saying I do. But someone could have really good content, but without the right publicity, no one would know. So, um, and I'm trying to spread the word. But if you know someone that you think would like some of the content, just tell them. But I thank you guys. Um, I kind of want some chicken, but until I get some, IQ is just a number. That was clever.